0: Welcome to Ministry Leads Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett, and I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both been in ministry for just over 18 years, and they've seen just about it all. <laughs> and as damaged as we are, we are ready to dive into and bring light to the hopes, hurts, hopes, and hungers that every ministry leader has. Guys, I did that because Crystal made me. She made me do it. What? Um, I- I- like we bus. were talking... <laughs> <laughs> We were talking beforehand. Should I try to mimic Chris's voice, or should I just do it all myself? She said, "Totally mimic his yes, voice." Yes, yes.
1: So. I hope he <laughs> listens to this and gets a kick out of it because it's hilarious. Yes.
0: So if you haven't, if you haven't noticed, Chris is not here today, but we are joined by the beautiful and lovely Crystal Marchand. Oh,
1: thanks, Matt.
0: Crystal, who are you?
1: Um. So I am a person. Um, I exist. Yay, I, people. I, I, you know, yeah. Um, so I am actually the member guide at uh, Project YM where we train, equip and accompany youth ministers. I like to serve youth ministers because they are the ones who are um, pouring into our young church and I want to make sure that they have the tools and support to be able to do that.
0: Awesome. And how long have you been in ministry in like one way or another? Oh
1: man, I've been in ministry for almost 15 years. I've been part of Project YM like as an official employee for about three. But you know, when you are married to ministry, you're always you're always part of it in some way or another. Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) Once Michael joined the ministry, you joined the ministry. I did,
1: yeah. It's know.
0: almost like the deacon's wife. Pretty much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just
1: actually just Does like it that. matter
0: if you're a deacon ordained or not, you are still doing <laughs> ministry. And
1: I just didn't have to go to like the three years of training, I guess, you know.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That had to do all that formation. So, um, guys, just so you know, the the previous episode we had um, the whole idea of it actually came from a conversation that I had with Crystal before the podcast, um, and then so it was like it just made sense to me for me to ask Crystal to listen to that that podcast and then um, or to that show. Chris always gives me a hard time, like when when you have a blog and you say, "Oh, we just posted a blog." Well, that's not the right terminology. You know, you you should say I just posted An a blog article. post. Uh, yeah. I just posted on my blog. Mm-hmm. I didn't post. I didn't whatever. Anyway. So like is a podcast, like I, I need to talk about show instead of podcast. But yeah. whatever. I think
1: you say episode, right? Like episode, episode. or
0: show or yeah. Chapter. I mean, show. Yeah. So, in last week's segment, hey, there you go.
1: (laughs) There you go.
0: Um, So, I asked Crystal to listen to that and for us to continue that conversation. Um, So, Crystal, what were your, like, what was like the first insight or first thing that you wanted to dive into a little bit deeper?
1: (laughs) Well, this is actually really funny because my first thought was, um, you know, Matt, when you were talking about uh, people in ministry are really good with money. And my thought was, Man, when we got married, we were horrible with money. Like, we're we're paying for our mistakes now and have gotten better. But God yeah. provided. So, like, the numbers shouldn't have worked. And, you know, they did. So, um, that made me laugh. But...
0: So, y- y'all did not start out good with money.
1: No, no. And, like... <sighs> Just gonna
0: And what do you mean by that? Well, so when you say not good with money, like, is it because you had none or because you just like, did y'all use credit cards a lot? Well,
1: yes. And yes. So we had none, we used credit cards <laughs> and like, this is going to make both of us not look great, but that's okay. Um, I'll be vulnerable here. Uh, we were both uh, accustomed to living a certain way, how we grew uh. up. And so we were like, Uh, we can totally still maintain that lifestyle. No, you can't. (laughs) can't. And like, you know, you were talking about, you know, teachers not getting paid enough either. So we had a double whammy where I was an underpaid teacher and he is an underpaid youth minister. And I, you know, like,
0: and still trying to live like your parents live.
1: Yeah. And that's no, we should
0: not have done that. So a little advice for the new youth ministers out there new ministry leaders out there. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah.
1: Don't live like you would like to live. Plan to live like you would eventually like to live down the down the yeah. down the path. We
0: did the same thing. You know, like like we, and I don't know if I mentioned this in, in the previous podcast, but um we didn't we didn't do the same thing on purpose. Um, but like I my undergraduate was in computer science. Mm-hmm. So we thought that I was gonna get a computer computer science job. So we got rented an apartment based on that. And then God called me into ministry. And quickly, we were out of money, like two months out of money. Right. And then, yeah, we paid for that. You know, I mean, we ended up having credit card debt from that, that we had to get out from under. Yeah. But eventually, you had to learn how to be good with money.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we got out of credit card. We don't even have credit cards anymore. We just each have our, you know, debit card and whatever. And nice. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Um, <laughs> so those
0: ministers that actually make it the long haul, yeah, they have to get good with money. Yeah,
1: you learn how to get good with money because otherwise you're going to be eating like ramen and pizza left over from the church. You can't even buy your own pizza. So,
0: yep. <laughs> Hopefully, you learn that lesson a little earlier than we did and don't have to recover from your mistakes. Right.
1: But, right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody once told me that you make all your mistakes in your 20s, you pay for them in your 30s, and then when you're in your 40s is when you like finally get to like live it up because you've done all this stuff <laughs> already. And I was like, I've got
0: recovered from the stupidity.
1: Oh, I got two more years, two more years. <laughs> yeah.
0: Until you've recovered from stupid. Yes. Okay, great.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, I'll, everybody, you know, who's young, just know it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> the The thing that kept popping into my head while I was I was listening to y'all talk is, um, you know, at Project YM, we like alliteration here. We're very, we adore alliteration to illuminate the um, things we are speaking about. I lost it right there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you did. <laughs> um, but so for
1: for me, like to keep people in ministry, it comes down to three things: community, communication, and collaboration. We do what we do because we have heard from so many youth ministers that they feel alone. They feel like they have nobody to talk to to support them um, that understands what they do, and like and that you know, like that breaks my heart, you know, like I was talking, um, with some youth ministers and this one woman who I've known, she's been part, she's been a project where I'm like fan for a long time. As she said that, you know, she is just struggling and she feels like she has failed her kids because she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to minister virtually and all that stuff. And I just like, like, I cried the rest of the day. Like every time I like Michael and I just talked about it and I couldn't stop the tears. And I was like, these people who are doing one of the most important jobs, like they're pouring into people, they are responsible for, you know, like the soul and salvation of an entire generation of people. They are feeling like they are, you know, the bottom of the bottom, you know, Mm, and like, that's, that's not right. And so we need community, like God created Adam and decided that the animals weren't enough. So he created him Eve. You know, like we were not yep. created to be alone. We were created to be in yep. community with others.
0: Yeah, that was one thing that uh when you asked me, because that was like in the text thread or whatever mm-hmm. that we were texting each other. That was the first thing. And and your your response was, Well, how do we teach that? <laughs> like, yeah. how do we teach, you know, people to do this? Um, did you have any insights from that?
1: Well, one of the things I think, you know, is like I definitely agree with what you and Chris were talking about, you know, about. Um, having those people within ministry that you can talk to, like grow your community, grow your tribe. Um, But also you need to have people outside of ministry that have no idea what you're talking about or what you're dealing with to talk about that too. Because, you know, like with any kind of conversation, you can snowball into the negative and, oh, yeah, let me throw Mm -hmm. my, you know, poop on top of that, you know, and keep (laughs) making it bigger, like a big old dung beetle. Yep youth ministry is not just for the extroverts. And so as somebody who is an introvert myself, knowing that I have to seek people out and say, Hey, I need to be in community with you. I need to talk to you. And um, there's a lot of vulnerability that goes into that, you know, and like putting yourself out there and, you know, like I've, I've struggled because I've been rejected by three different people when I've asked them to be a spiritual director for me, you know? And so (laughs) like, um, a whole different other tangent, but... um.
0: And just so you know, you have not been rejected. My guess is they were too busy.
1: Yeah, well, I'm hoping... <laughs>
0: I don't know if you internalize that, like you, you literally said the words I've been rejected. I do. I, I um, internally, so, I,
1: I, you yeah. know, see that. I just want to re- rebuke that right well, now. Thank you.
0: you have not been rejected.
1: I have <laughs> not been rejected. <laughs> um, you know,
0: and like that, that, like anybody out there looking and trying to build community, if, if someone's too busy to do so, and they say that they're too busy, you have not been rejected. Yeah. You, <laughs>
1: so, they just have not had yeah. the time and setting up boundaries yeah. is important, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, take an example from that. Yeah. yeah.
1: You, you just, you got to put yourself out there as scary and as hard and is like, well, I don't have the time for it, but you have to make the time for it. You got to make time for yourself. You got to make time to go hang out with your friends, go get a drink, you know? Um, yeah. Today, our team, we all decided that our brains are too fried from all the stuff we've been working with. And so at, for lunch, like we're working this morning and then lunch and on we're, you know, like hitting up Chattanooga and celebrating and just being together, you know, to, to grow in yeah. fellowship and community.
0: Yeah. To recreate together. Um, Absolutely. And that's huge. And so like when you're building your community, I don't know if we talked about this uh, in the previous podcast or anything like that, but the actual practical ways to do that um, is it's kind of hard to think about, okay, well, what's, if I want to make friends with somebody, I can't just walk up to him and say, will you be my friend? Um, I do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm that weird person that like, I had this woman ask me, like I was pregnant with the, my fourth and I was in the library and this woman walks up and she goes, Oh, you know, you're, you know, which number is this? Is this your first? I was like, no, it's my fourth. And she goes, Oh my gosh is there anything I can do for you? Do you need anything? And I just blurted out. I was like, I need friends. <laughs> you know, I just, just kind of stood there. It's like, I can't believe I said that out loud, but I need friends. Will you be my friend? <laughs> <That's awesome.
0: laughs> but like, like that's normally that's not the way yeah, people no. start with friendships, you know? <laughs> um, so and just to share with those that are listening, um, the, the quickest way to, to build friends is to share common experiences, mm-hmm. like whatever that is. Um, and it may be as simple as, you know, inviting them over for dinner to your house. Like, and that's a start. And if it, if it seems like that goes well and y'all get along, then like the next time that your family has some time to go on a hike or to go play in the park or whatever, Mm -hmm. invite that family to come with you or invite them to come with you. Um, and those are just steps in, in the right direction to build your community, to, to make friends and, and naturally without like, Awkward,
1: and, and <laughs> friends. I mean, but you got to think about, you know, like ad- I always joke with my friends that mom dating is hard. You know, like yeah. if you decide, yeah. you know, like
0: I, I didn't know that was a term. That's a thing.
1: Oh, we talk about like amongst the stay-at-home moms, you know, and like I, I work, but I still like I work from home, so I'm still considered like a stay-at-home mom, and I'm like, man, mom dating is really hard because you know it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's funny, it's and. and-
0: like even, even like as, as you get older and you don't have those natural connections through college mm-hmm. or sports events and stuff like that, you know, finding friends, you know, your age outside of your circle or whatever is hard. Yeah. Um, you have to join different groups to do that. Like, and I, <laughs> I hate to say it cause it, I, I'm like not a huge fan, but like Knights of Columbus is, is a way for men to meet other men. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to make guy friends, you know, there, and there may be other things that are good ways to make guy friends. Um, but yeah, like you said, having community outside of ministry is good because it's healthy just to talk about life and normal life, right. not about ministry life all the time. And they
1: keep you accountable too. like, Hey, okay, that's great. Like I'll give you 10 minutes to unload your stuff. And then let's, let's put work to bed for a bit. Let's just hang out, you know, like talk about all the yeah. other things.
0: <laughs> So. Well and, and I don't know about you but I have like our our friend group it's 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 funny cuz periodically and I don't know if this is kind of god what he does um periodically like one person on the team will kind of be like sorry we we play Z, you say what so the only term coming to my mind is on blast <laughs> but but like one person in the in the group will be kind of the focus of the evening um and everybody's like like pouring into this and saying how, how awesome they are, how great they are, how proud they are of them. Not in a weird way and not in this affirmation circle kind of way. <laughs> um, it's just like, ha- like everybody turns their focus on this one person. They say, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's going on in your life? And then like, there's just, it's just affirming mm-hmm. you know, because that's what everybody is doing in this group is building each other up. Right. And so if you don't have a community like that outside of ministry, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle in a way. Like So communities first, we've spent a lot of time on community. I know.
1: I'm just so passionate. Like I, you need to have community as somebody who has been very good at like isolating myself and like, Oh, I don't need anybody. um, It's been a real journey. And now I'm like, of course you need community, you know, (laughs) you know, you do. Um, So my next one is communication and like, I, you have to communicate with the people that you work with the people you work for and the parents that you serve and like we are really good i've i've discovered this in working for a church is that we are very good at smiling and okay cool i hear you and then walking away with so much resentment and you know like y'all were talking about healthy confrontation and people are terrified of healthy confrontation you know and yep. like we have to get over that really we have yep. to get over that and communicate and like i have no problem sitting there and being like hey what what you said like really hurt my feelings you know and yeah. um it's like you've got to be willing to say that and then willing to say like hey um i appreciate that opinion i appreciate your suggestion um i'll think about it but i'm probably not going to use it you know like we feel i guess i guess we have this image of in the church we always have to be like yeah that's so great you know oh i agree you know but w- we don't have to agree you wouldn't you wouldn't do that in like corporate america or in your daily lives
0: yeah. you know um I, I was also smiling while you were talking because it like chris has like all these like really cheesy like sayings I know. um and one of them is clarity is kindness uh-huh. <laughs> um and, and that's like and that's a communication like, right it, it is if if you don't have clarity um then you you don't really know what you're supposed to be doing right Um, and, and that's, so when you're in a role and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, like whatever ministry job you're in, um, if you don't know what you're doing, it's, it's frustrating and it's hard. And so I think the ministers that are in it for the long haul, they have good communication Mm -hmm. and they have clarity with regards to their role, their jobs. And like, as far as good communications, they, they, they are able to communicate like what they're doing Mm -hmm. um, in a way that like the effectiveness of their ministry, that's advocacy for what you're doing. Um, And so, yeah, like, and, and not, and so that's all of those other things, advocacy and, and clarity and role. But then also when issues come up, like you said, like if you guys haven't looked at Crucial Conversations or read that book, Crucial Conversations or watch the video of it, I highly recommend Mm -hmm. that. Um, Like some of the best conversations I've ever had with employees, whether when I was letting them go or employees when I was reprimanding them or even friends and family have been because of what I learned through crucial conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, You can have like real deep, like conversations about hard things. So we don't have to be scared to talk about them. Right. And that's what you were kind of talking about. Right. I
1: I think we have some of that fear because we don't fully trust the people that we work with. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: in order to be able to clearly communicate what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. And if I disagree with you, we need to be able to trust each other and get out of our silos. And, you know, like I, for the people that are always like, well, nobody knows what I do. My response to them is always, well, over communicate what you do. Why is there not, you know, like a newsletter or a flyer or an email you send out to the staff that you work with, you know, like your DRE and the adult faith formation? Why don't they know what you do on a a weekly basis? Why have you not communicated that, you know?
0: Yeah. And even like, like you, like you guys use the sharing the win, you know, mm-hmm. y'all do that periodically, share your wins. You know, if you yeah. have a staff meeting or anytime, you know, just be, Hey, do you like, can I share with you something that happened this, this, you know, this week or whatever, share your wins with people. Yeah. And, and pretty soon people will, will start to realize, Oh, wow. Like this person's actually making the difference. Right, in, Life change is happening. Of, you have yeah. to communicate yeah. those
1: life change stories. I, I like, I cannot be and I'm an external processor. I'm a I'm a verbal processor. And I cannot um go without communicating with somebody that I need to have a conversation with because my brain just gets too tired, you know, and I've yeah, got to get it out. It's holding on to right? it. Right. And it, like then it affects everything else. My brain can only handle so many things at a time, you know. <laughs> like I, yep. I need to be able to say it out loud.
0: Yeah. And sometimes I I think we we don't have those conversations um sort of out of fear, but those conversations like have to start with a genuine care for the other person, a genuine care for that relationship. And like it has to start with love. Like, do we love this person enough to have this conversation? And can I sit down and say, You're important to me. Right. You know, you're you're important to God, you know, and and our relationship, how we communicate, how we how we relate with each other is important. Um, it's affecting both of us. It's affecting the way we do ministry together. It's affecting them. Like the mission that God has called us to. And and I I don't think that's what God wants for us. Like, can we sit down and have that conversation with people? Like, if you can't say that to the other person in love and genuinely, then, then there's some deeper issues there.
1: Whenever, you know, young people and like new couples talk to me, you know, we, we talk, the thing I always talk about is communication, you know, like you have to be able to tell each other, you know, like what's happening and what's going on. And you have to trust each other enough that like, you know, I'm going to, um, I trust that whatever I say to you, you're still you're going to hear out of love. And, you know, like the church is a family, you know, we are, we are a family. And if you don't know the people that you're working with, if you don't know the person who's in charge of adult faith formation or the person who runs children's ministry or who runs, you know, I, I mean, if you're unlucky enough to be the person that runs all those things, I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> I don't know this piece of my personality. Right, that piece meet of my your personality.
1: personalities. <laughs> um, but you know, so like, so which then leads me into collaboration. You know, like you, you are not a silo. You do youth ministry does not exist on its own. Youth ministry is serving a, you know, portion of the church children's ministry does not exist on its own. It is serving a, a portion of the church. And so, um, you know, we need to be willing to step out and collaborate and, um, drop our pride, you know, like yep. why, wh- why, why does it matter? You know, like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing because I don't want your ministry to be successful. Cause I want all the people to come to me like, okay, great. Yep. That's not the right way to be thinking about this then, you know,
0: yep. So we need to stop, we need to collaborate and we need to listen.
1: Yes. Yes. Cuz ice, ice is back. back with a brand new <laughs> invention. Yes.
0: Um no, like I think the analogy of the family is, is really good, but then also like when you think about um the analogy of the body, you know, mm-hmm. like the toenail or whatever, doesn't say to the eye, "I don't need you." Right. I don't know if it was toenail or <laughs> eye, but that's not, that may not be scriptural. But <laughs> you know, like we we always think about that in in other ways. But what about within the parish staff? Like, am I telling the hand or the head, whatever, I don't need it. Right? I don't need you. Right? Um, either in, um, like by my lack of communication, my lack of collaboration, I'm, I'm telling a part of the body that I don't need it. Right. Um, And that's not good. Right.
1: Like, these are all things, the community, uh, communication and collaboration are all ways that, you know, like ministry leaders need to be proactive. These are things that we need to do. We can't sit around and be passive and miserable and, and, you know, get burnt out. But if we try all these things, if we try them and we're like, you know, running with the Holy Spirit and trying to communicate and collaborate and all that stuff, and it's just not working, then we really do need to discern if maybe we're not supposed to be here, you know, like we've, I, yeah. I've been at parishes where youth ministry is seen as just a problem to keep the teens away. And, you know, and if you can't change somebody's point of view that way, then, you know, like,
0: yeah. So d- let's dive into collaboration a little bit more. Okay. We've got a few more minutes to dive into that. Um, Cause I feel like we kind of went over that kind of quickly, but I think you're right. If, if we, if we have done, if we feel like we have done the best effort we can to build community um, to communicate and to collaborate and then maybe, and maybe it's still not good. And I'm, I'm still in a bad place. Maybe you're right. It is mm-hmm. time for me to look at going somewhere else or, or shifting even directions. Um, but collaboration, um, so what would that, like, how do you do it? What does it look like? And, and what are the potential effects or impacts of that?
1: Um, so a thing that we, uh, we talk about a lot, um, at Project Rhyme is we talk about, uh, the funnel in effect and starting with, um, entry point programs that reaches everybody. And then, you know, like get, get smaller into small groups and, you know, like diving deeper. Right. And so collaboration could be something as simple as, Hey, you um, you know, whatever ministry you run your, uh, start of the year kickoff has something for the teenagers has something for the parents has, you know, it's like, it's a family event, And you are, you know, all, all of the ministries are there represented and they're represented pouring into the different elements of the family.
0: Yeah. I wonder what that would look like because we've always done our kickoff, just like the youth ministry kickoff. Mm -hmm. And we've never collaborated that on on that kickoff with other um, ministries, but I wonder what that would look like if you sat down like months ahead of time and said, you know, instead of just having a youth ministry kickoff, what if we had a ministry year kickoff or yeah. whatever you want to call it? Um, and we had, you know, the RCIA director part of it, the DRE part of it, um, the mom's ministry, all these other things as a part of it. Um, and then like, it would be, it could be something that would bless, you know, every single ministry. And, and so then when you collaborate like that, what does that do to the team?
1: It, it brings you together, you know, it um, you learn more about each other you connect on a a more personal level and I think it brings fruit to all the ministries Um, so we did our church is really awesome like they do a big kickoff and um, we have like The parent, the adult ministries do the things like run food and a, you know, like a cash bar or something like that, you know, and, and then the, you know, there's a place for the little kids to play games. And then at some point the youth minister comes out and says, Hey, anybody wants to play, you know, middle school and high schoolers want to come play kickball, you know, but we're all there on the same campus and we're just hanging around. And I know that like, my kids are all off in the different areas and I, I don't care because I'm mingling with the people in my parish, you know?
0: Well, and when when you have to when you're collaborating on something that, like stuff like that, you have to have good communication. So like all three of these things are happening. Like right. like when you collaborate, you're building community and you're communicating. Um and then and so that that collaboration is huge. And then like the the people, like the the people that we serve, whether it's parents or kids or whatever, like the whole parish gets to see the parish mm-hmm. operating As a community,
1: right, and they feel ministered to, they feel served, and so, like you know, we've got people complaining about, oh, nobody ever comes to my program, or parents don't think that youth ministry is important. You know, like if they know the people who are behind these ministries, if they feel like they are important to the church, then then it is going to become important in their lives. Like I'm going to make time in my kid's schedule to go to youth group because his youth minister cares that he's there, and his youth minister cares that I'm there too. You know, and all really like. All this comes down to is building relationships with people. We, you know, are relational people, ministry, whatever sect or area of ministry you're in, you know. Building relationships with people. That's what Jesus did. He went out and called people, said, Come follow me. They broke bread, multiplied some fish. I wish it could have been like beef or steak. That would have been so much
0: better. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, Michael, Michael doesn't want bacon. Michael doesn't so want, can't want bacon, bacon, so and, we can agree on something. That would have been really weird in a Jewish context.
1: Yeah, <laughs> probably not the best thing to, do. <laughs> you know. So just building relationships, oh, be being willing yep. to be vulnerable and build relationships with people.
0: Well, awesome. We are coming to the end. Is there anything else from uh, last week's podcast that you want to make sure and highlight?
1: I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) I want to be a tribute. (laughs) 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 Same.
0: That was, I was, I was not nice to Chris. Crystal, crystal sent Crystal sent me a little meme of, uh, of that. It was a screenshot
1: of the two. It was the best face. And I was like, we just need, you know, get you with the source. Oh, hilarious.
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks for being with us. If people want to reach out to you and, and learn more about you or connect with you, how do they do so? Uh,
1: just go to uh, crystal at project Drop me an email and I love to chat with people. I love to build relationships with people.
0: Cool. There you go. Is that? So just, sh- just shoot her an email yep. at crystal at projectym.com. Yep. Awesome. Cool. And you are a huge part of the Thrive community. I am. Um, so for youth ministers looking to build community and, and not able to do it locally, um, they need to get on Thrive.
1: Yes, they do. It is a it, We serve youth ministers all over the country and actually across the world too. And we um, connect people with each other and we accompany each other in this crazy ministry journey that we have.
0: And it's free.
1: And it's free. Yes.
0: There you go. Yes. Yes. So do it. Do
1: it. But thanks for having me on, Matt. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for being with us. Of course. Thank you guys for for joining us. Please continue this conversation online. If you guys have any feedback or questions, send them to MLA at ablaze.us and share this podcast with everybody you know. Everybody. Everybody. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. So take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders to build community, to communicate well, and to collaborate.
1: And at Project YM, we believe the work you do is important. You matter, and we're here to help.
0: Yeah, (laughs) all right. We will see you guys next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. Bye, y'all. God bless. Bye, guys. Bye.